gentlemen welcome to episode 137 of wrestling is trash i am one of your hosts of this show lou from the bx aka dominican lou lewis mdk the dominican prime of podcasting your favorite podcast or favorite podcaster and we come to you on a lovely delicious for me tuesday afternoon for nicholas it's very early but i'll let him explain that in a minute but we thank you guys so much for joining us once again on this lovely Trash Tuesday, as we're going to call this. And uh, yeah, we're here for another episode of Wrestling Trash. Oh, me, I'm good. Everything's fine with me. You guys saw me last week. You don't need to hear shit about me. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to the co-host, Trash Boy number one, so he could get reacquainted with you guys. What up, everyone? Welcome. I'm saying welcome back. Yeah, sorry. It's very early where I am on Wednesday morning. Um but glad to be here. As I said, I very much enjoyed doing this. Had to get set up, so I missed last week, but Lou held it down. And a lot happened in like the last week, two weeks, days, gossip-wise. And that's what Absolutely. we're here for today. So let's get it. It's a lot of shit going on. So, of course, we had to bring Nick back because I saw the views for last episode that we dropped of Wrestling is Trash, which was a solo Lou episode. And I was like, nah. Nick, you gotta come back, bro. The views went down. Let's go. Bring it back. So Nicholas is here. We're here. The, 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 the Wonder Twins are back. And before we get started on this episode, which is going to be very news centric and news oriented, because there's a lot of shit to talk about here. I want to ask you, Nick, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And the question that I want to ask you is what did you think of? Hold on one second. What did you think of, and what did you think of Vince McStash? <laughs> what did so, you think of Vince McStash? It's the pressing so question the way, everyone wants to know. So where I'm at, um, it's pretty much, I'm going to move that, myself man. so I can and man, so twenty on. years younger. Yeah, we're kind of fucking up the live feed here, but I think it it begs the question. Yeah, but so long, long, long story short, we're on at the time like when Raw's on is like midday, I guess for me. Right. If I'm thinking of like the right time, so like I have my phone, I check my phone, I'm at work and all that shit. But I remember opening it and no bullshit, dude. That was the first thing up there. Like, I saw that before I saw the John Cena thing. Oh, no, I think I saw your text, actually, first. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then I saw that, and I was like, my man. <laughs> what are you Why? doing? But I was dying laughing because um, do you, do you, you don't watch – do you watch Seinfeld or no? Yeah, of course. Do you remember the episode? I think they start off one of the seasons, and Jerry and George have mustaches. Yeah, they and grow their mustaches George, out. Yeah, and they don't have a job. And it was George, I mean, Jerry telling George, like, 
George, you need a job. That's just all he could think of. His Vince was so bored, he grew a mustache. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, Not only I was that, dying laughing, though. I mean, my man dyed his hair, bro. You see this right here? My man dyed his hair color. We got a thick little stash here with some dye in it, bro. He's got rocking aviators. Shit. Listen, man. <laughs> Vince came back. He was like, nah, bro, that's vacation Vince. Vincent Kennedy McStash is what I'm calling him. Um, Dude, so I was, yeah, last I'm week, dying, if man. you guys didn't hear, he came back to visit his good, his childhood hero, John Cena. Um, when John Cena made his return to Boston, Vince came back to go visit him because apparently they're very close outside of work, made lots of money together, very good friends. Um, if you remember, they went out that one time, Cena had like a birthday party or some shit and Brock was there. That one picture of Brock and Vince and I think, I think uh, Pat was there. Yeah. Yeah. Pat was there. They're having a beer and everybody looks fucking awkward as shit. Um, so this is like a regular thing, but. One of the stories that was going around was that one of the people who saw Vince was like, yeah, he looks different. And they kind of left it at that. And then the pictures came out. But one of the other stories that was um, happening with that was that people were saying that Vince was like responsible for some of the booking decisions on last week's Raw. And that was a point. uh, That was a topic of contention among the wrestling community and fans because everybody was like, well, Vince is back. And uh Brock and almost are now having a match, which that's some fucking weird timing that he came back and they <laughs> decided to book that. Um So there's a report from Dave Meltzer that came out this morning, or I think late last night, that Vince McMahon actually was in the gorilla position backstage all night last night at Raw. And he was doing, quote unquote, more than they are letting on as far as running shit so listen man i fucking told you guys it's inevitable it's inevitable bro that dude is an egomaniac he's going to come back and take fucking control of creative bro the closer we get to wrestlemania is gonna happen more and more bro i wouldn't be surprised if next week he's in these people's ear because i don't know if he's at that level yet i think he's just back there in gorilla kind of like feeling the process out, but I'm telling you, yeah. as shit gets closer to WrestleMania, bro, and that pressure cooker starts, because we're pretty close, he's going to start. It's going to happen, bro. He's going to take the shit over, and there's nothing, there's literally nothing they can do about it. He's the majority shareholder. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, man, it's it's getting wild, for sure, because like when I when we all first heard of Lesnar and almost Omos, and like, it screamed Vince. And then there was the report going around that Brock, like, still wants his booking done through Vince, or at least his matches. Um, cause as me trying to be the positive guy, I try to find the positive in Lesnar and Omos. And then after, as we said off air, what happened last night, it's like, oh boy, excited to see what goes on there. But I don't know, man. I guess, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, Vince couldn't be there talking in people's ear, but they're always going to go back to the one line of, at the end of the day, Triple H has the final say. Right. And I don't know. I don't know how much I can truly believe that. You know what I mean? Um, But until I see some crazy shit happening in booking, 
I will believe that one statement, but I'm definitely not going to be one of them. To be like, oh, you, you haven't already? Um, you haven't seen fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Mustafa Ali dancing backstage with his jacket on? And maximum yeah, male model? Odin's in maximum male models, bro? Listen, it's happening, bro. Vince is slowly... Oh, I'm a fan of the Otis thing, though. Otis. I think Otis is funny. Otis. Otis is actually funny to me. But it's happening, bro. Um, and look, you you yeah. know what else I noticed last night? So, Elias had a match last night with Bronson Reed. And Elias came out mm-hmm. with an Ezekiel shirt. He had a fucking Ezekiel shirt on. Because it said... I'm, Which that was it dead said, I'm not Elias. And then on the back of the shirt, it said, uh, who wants to speak with... Who wants to hear Zeke speak? Or who wants to speak with Zeke? Or whatever that fucking catchphrase was. So I was like, yo, wait, what? What the fuck? Why is he wearing a fucking Elias shirt, bro? Don't tell me they're bringing back... Um, I mean, why is he wearing an Ezekiel shirt? Don't tell me they're bringing Ezekiel back, bro. Because I actually popped. I, I fucking... At the end of that shit... I actually was embracing that whole Ezekiel thing, bro. Like, at first, I was like, this is dumb. And then, at the yeah. end, I started embracing it. When they started putting all the memes and when he was in the hospital and the all the, the whole family. Shops, I was like, nah, I'm all in on this fucking gimmick, bro. Fuck that. I want to see this every week. So, hey, look. I don't know, man. I don't know anything. Like, I say on this show all the time. Like, we say on the show, listen, we don't know shit. We're not no insiders. We're fans like you guys. We just talk about wrestling and we try to filter through all the shit that we see, but shit's not making sense, bro. Shit's getting a little weird on Raw. So so let me ask you, because you said it perfectly that he's an egomaniac. Do you think he cares more about being in control or money? Yeah. Because which one do you think he cares about more? The control. Because absolutely the control. He, how much more money can he, does he need? You know what I mean? The reason I say that, though, the reason I say that is because they're doing the best financially with shows yep. and paper. Well, I don't know about pay per view buys, but at least plea views and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, they're more profitable now so, than ever. Yeah, so it's like you don't think you just want to sit there and be like, "Fuck, all right, fuck it, whatever. I'll take the L. I'm making my money." Yeah, like he, I think he'd rather lose that couple million or few millions or whatever, but be like, "Well, I'm the guy." That's what I've been saying about Vince. It's like, like I said a few episodes ago, maybe I don't understand that mentality because I'm not a rich sports millionaire and shit. You know what I mean? Maybe I, maybe I don't get it. But if I had all that money, I'd be like, okay, you good, you good, y'all good, Nick, you good with your girl. Here's, here's some flow. Take care of my moms, my brother and sisters. And I'm like, all right, I'm out, bro. I'm going to Costa Rica or Dominican Republic or somewhere. I'm getting a big house on a be- on a beach. I'm going to open up a dog animal rescue and I'm good. Fuck. Goodbye. Just give me high speed internet. So I, I could, you know, stream my shit and that's it. I would have been gone like 10 years ago. Bro, especially at his age. Like he's 76. Yeah. Like how much more do you want to do in this business? He doesn't need to do anything. He's, he's already a legendary. He's done because, it all. He's cause how old, how old's Tony Khan? Tony, is he I, in I his late thirties or forties? Thirty something. I'm gonna see if I. Dude, I'm gonna look a young up quick. I wanna because I guess when I'm trying to. Come on, so he's forty. Was okay. Vince forty when he like? How old was Vince when he took over everything? And when he took over everything, like I know he was. He might have been around yeah. maybe that age, some somewhere in the forty. 
Like, fuck, man. You think fucking Tony Khan's going to want to do this shit for 35 years? No, he ain't going to. It's not going to happen. You, you know what I mean? Like, We're not going to see 76-year-old Tony Khan in gorilla position. That I, I can sincerely I can sincerely tell you that much. But um, you, the, re- but the re- reason I reference him is just because, like, Tony Khan and that is just like, damn, man. Like, he's young and getting it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, realistically, if AEW stays a success, which I truly believe it will, like, yo, in, like, 15 years, to, well, realistically, Tony could probably call it quits now. But, right. you know what I mean? From AEW, he could probably call it quits in, like, 15 yeah. years. Vince did 20 years on top of that for no fucking reason. Right. But the thing with Tony is that he's he's <clears throat> building something right now. Like, this is... Yeah, exactly. You know, his dad, I don't know what Tony did to get his money. I don't know if his dad gave him the money and whatever. I'm sure Tony has an education and all that shit. I'm sure he's done something to get some money. Um, I'm assuming his dad, you know, helped him. Helped. But this is what he's, this is his baby. Like he, Tony Khan named, I'm sure you know that Tony Khan calls AEW Dynamite that because Tony Khan used to do a online forum where he booked, he fantasy booked wrestling matches. Like back Mm -hmm. in the day when he was a teenager. Way he called it wrestling dynamite or something dynamite. He called it. Um, so this is his dream thing. You know what I'm saying? Just like me. Like I say, if I get rich, I'll open that fucking animal farm and I'll run my fucking dog animal rescue, whatever the fuck. That's something that I would do with insane amounts of money. Tony decided he wanted to run a wrestling business. So right now he's, that's his thing. He's doing it. So him, I can understand. Plus he's younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But come on, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. The only reason I mentioned him in yeah. the first place was to think like Vince has been doing it like yeah, since his age. You know what yeah. I mean? Like fuck. Exactly. He's 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 she's done it all already. Like, come on, bro, go right off into the sunset, man. Fucking spoil your grandkids, take your wife on a nice vacation or something, maybe sleep for more than three hours a night. Cause this dude sleeps like four hours a night and then goes to the gym. It's like he works out at like he works out at like one in the morning. Crazy. I mean, that's good. You know what I mean? God yeah. bless the guy that he's able to do that. But it's like let Triple H take the reins, bro. It, it's it's time. That's the torch. But um, kind of going back a little bit for a second when we were talking about Omos and Brock Lesnar having their WrestleMania match. Um, going by what happened last night. Doesn't look like it's going to be great <laughs> just because yeah. Omos had a little bit of trouble getting Brock over the top rope. It looked a little stiff. It looked a little dangerous. In keeping that in mind, there was a report where former WWE champion Bray Wyatt was pulled from the Madison Square Garden show that took place on March 12th. He got pulled from the show unexpectedly. He was supposed to have a match with us. Uh, so he was supposed to have a lights out match with LA Knight. LA Knight ended up calling out uh, Braun Strowman, and then they had a match instead. Um, then after that, there were rumors that he walked out of WWE. Those have neither proven to be false or true. But what is being let out is that he is he missed the he missed uh, the show due to unexplained medical conditions. That's what they the report is. So. In talking about Bray, um, I kind of wanted to segue into Bobby because Bobby and Bray Wyatt supposedly are supposed to have a WrestleMania match. Bobby posted a tweet or an Instagram post. I'm not sure what it was where he said more or less 
I don't care who it's against. I will be at WrestleMania. So it led to a lot of speculation where people were thinking that the match was canceled. Now we're seeing reports that's not so much the case. The match is still technically on, but it hasn't officially been canceled. But with all that information I just gave you, (laughs) the point I wanted to reference was, would you like to see Bobby inserted into the almost and Brock Lesnar matches and make it a three-way instead of having it be that one-on-one match? So, you know, it's nuts. That was the first match I thought of instantly when you heard when these rumors went around, right? Then we were texting. We said maybe an L.A. night. I saw a good tweet. Someone said maybe a returning AJ Styles would be a good match because, remember, he was injured. Um, so I think that's the number one one I want now mm-hmm. after seeing that would be AJ and Bobby. But back to your, your what you're saying, um, I think I would, and I think it'd be to take the pressure off of Omos because – I do think Omos has improved. Like when you look at him when he first was tag teaming with AJ, um, and as as I we've texted earlier, he's got an impressive WrestleMania resume. Won yeah. titles at his first one, went against Bobby, and now against Brock. Right. Um. Uh. Because I think if done right, this could be good. That's the key word. It's done right. You know what I mean? But I think I'd like it because I don't see Omos beating Brock. Like I think, I think Brock's gonna hit him like with some sort of F five, maybe more like an AA, and whatever. That's fine. I really don't care who wins. I'd like to see Omos win. Honestly, it'd be a shocker. Yeah, but I really don't give a fuck who wins. But I think I like it because Bobby and Brock have beaten each other so many times now that like one of them can pin each other, and Omos that looks protected. Because the only thing I don't like they do with Omos is. They do protect him, but when he's on these big stage matches, like when he was against Braun, when he was against Bobby, right? He loses, but he's like in control, I guess you would say, for like 80, 85% of the match. But it's like, I want to, I'm sick, not sick, but I'd like to see him win a big stage match. It's cool. Like at the end of the day, like, yo, this dude's fighting Brock Lesnar. Like nowadays, that's like, the modern day Undertaker match, you know, like who's fighting Brock? Like, so that's where I'm like, yo, good for you. Everyone can shit on it all you want, whether, you right. know, and that, like we said, that's a Vince thing. So I'm answering that, but yeah, I guess to sum it up, yeah, I think, I think it'd be good. Just three big dudes kind of being the shit out of each other. And then I'm kind of a fan of like when I'm trying to think, like I was, I saw a TikTok yesterday. They were showing the WrestleMania 20 match card. And like both tag titles were defended in a fatal four way. Like Ooh. I kind of like when certain things are similar. So you got that triple threat and then it seems like we're going to get that triple threat on SmackDown with Gunther, Sheamus and uh, Drew. <laughs> so I'd be open for it. You know what I mean? Why yeah. not? Like fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? I think if anything, it's just going to make the match bigger. Yeah. That's for me. One of the things about WrestleMania that I, that I always liked is like them having gimmick matches at WrestleMania. Like yeah. one-on-one straight-up matches, that's fine, you know. But I, I, when I get like a straight one-on-one match, I like it to be like Seth and, and Randy Orton, like two phenomenal mm-hmm. athletes who are, or you know, Seth and AJ or AJ yeah. and Finn or something, you know, two people who are like the shit that are gonna have a fantastic like you know wrestling match. But I like the the 
TLC match at WrestleMania. I like to see the Hell in a Cell or a cage match at WrestleMania to blow off a feud or a Texas tornado match or a ladder match. You know what I'm saying? I like that shit at WrestleMania because WrestleMania is supposed to be like the big spectacle show. It's the big, yeah. you know, it's the year, it's the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's supposed to be like a big spectacle, you know, it, and for them to have these guys and to have this situation with Bray Wyatt, which we'll, we'll give our thoughts about Bray Wyatt and situation in a second. If the match ends up not happening and Bobby's, you know, kind of like doesn't have a match. I think with the, the fact that you have almost an MVP, it's very easy to insert Bobby into this feud. Like literally all they have to do is like, they can have a face off next week. Bobby and, um, I mean, Brock and Omos can have a face off next week and Bobby could just come out and destroy both of them. Yeah. That's it. That's that's, that simple. That simple. Two spears. Two spears. Boom. He comes out, fucking destroys them, stands tall. He's like, and they add him into the triple threat. Boom. (laughs) I'll be good with that. And I'd even be good with Omos winning clean. Like even if he, you know, cause. I don't know what they're doing with this Hurt Business reunion thing. I don't know what they're doing. But if they decide to have almost pin Bobby and now Pit almost is the replaces kind of Bobby in the Hurt Business and they can go do their thing. And then you might even move Bobby to SmackDown and shit because, you know, they're going to have the draft after WrestleMania. So, yeah, you could even move a Bobby to a SmackDown and have some star power over there. And there's things you can do with that. And I wouldn't be mad at, at seeing almost beat them. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the young guy. You know what I mean? If you're going to have him be the monster, let him be the fucking monster, bro. Don't have him keep losing. Like you said, at these big stages. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent because I definitely think Bobby should go to a SmackDown too. I definitely think they could use that because it seems like Cody is going to win, but with wrestling, you never know. But if he does win, I think well, that's when we do see title split. And now you need that star power. Cause think about it. Roman's going to take a break, probably after, yeah. like, Backlash. They'll probably have a rematch at Backlash or Saudi, and then he'll take a break. And then who do they got over there? Yeah. Like, you guys as of right Jamie. now on the current – on the current, Yeah. Which that's I'm it. cool with that. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with them. But, that, like, that's it. Everyone else Gunther is a joke over there. Gunther and Bobby would be dope. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Bring it on. I'm mm-hmm. down with that. So – Yeah, but – I was going to go into the Bray stuff, but... uh No, yeah, go ahead. I, so I'm going to sum it up like this. If he's hurt, he's hurt. I'm just going to leave it at that because we hear all these reports. If he's hurt, hey, he's hurt. That's legitimate reasoning, right? Can't control injuries. But if I am going to reference this whole walking out and maybe not happy thing, and, like, he just came back in October. Yeah, Extreme Rules is October. So technically yeah. not even six months. Like five and a half, maybe just about six. Had a great return. His first probably month, maybe month and a half was good because he was doing these good promos, different. And then this howdy shit came. Then he's on these podcasts now saying like, just wait, just wait. And then like his good friends in charge of long-term creative. And then all of a sudden you hear like, I'm not happy, apparently, right? Or he's not happy, apparently, if he's doing this. And it's like... As we were texting, it's like, maybe this dude's just a giant pain in the ass, you know? And I remember when they were at Clash of the Castle, Triple H did that interview with Ariel Hawani. And he said, uh, when it 
because he asked him about like five people coming back who, and he mentioned Bray because obviously he wasn't back at the time. And he said like, like he's a victim of his own creative and like he's a, and Triple H pretty much said, and I, I'm a true believer in this saying is like, he can be an asshole, but at the end of the day, like he's my asshole. Like I'd rather him be my asshole than your asshole kind of thing. Yeah. And he said the word like asshole. So it just seems like he's just probably a little difficult to deal with. Now, granted, he hasn't probably been dealt with great things like that lights out match. You know, like it was cool, the spectacle of it, as we said, and all that. But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. Because I do feel Bray had a lot of his character, like as him. But man, when you had the Eater of Worlds and the Fiend, like you really had to bring in some heat. And I just think he, I just think he hasn't brought in heat. Because it seems like what, probably since, probably since the Rumble. It seems like that's since everyone, that's where everyone's like fan wise, everyone's not shitting on Bray necessarily, but off the hype train. Right. Yeah. My thing with Bray is this though. So again, I'm going to, I'm going to join you in saying if he's actually legit, legitimately hurt or something's maybe mentally, whatever, he's having some problems. Cool. Like, yeah, I mean, take not cool break. for him, but I mean, like, hey, Go get your help. Go heal up. Go do whatever. That that's totally fine. Like I, I get it. Wrestling is not easy. The lifestyle is not easy. Um, my only thing is, if it's a physical ailment, my man ain't wrestled in two months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he hasn't wrestled in two months, bro. He had one house show, I think, or maybe like two house shows, and then he had the the lights out match. That's it. So he ain't been wrestling every night. So I don't see why he or how or why he's hurt. As far as that goes. But if this is one of those things where he's like not happy and my direction and my this and my that. Look, bro. I pitched an idea for uh, Bray a few episodes ago where he should be like an attraction kind of match. He could be the new Undertaker. The Fiend could be the new Undertaker or whatever new creation he wants to be. And once a year, you can have a WrestleMania match and have some big fancy entrance and all this bullshit. If that's something that he wanted to do, and then he could spend the rest of his time kind of helping other people who are having issues mm-hmm. developing a character, develop a character. I think that's the ideal situation for him. He could make a lot of money. He could be involved in the wrestling business. He can be creative because now you got all these people, you know, that you can kind of like, hey, you can be this, you can be that. And that might actually help people like, uh, you know, Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross, who's like back to being Nikki Cross, but not really. She's like a glam version of Nick. She's not even like the way she was before. So I think that's the ideal situation for him. Again, I'm not in his head. I don't know what he wants. I don't know if he wants to wrestle. If he, honestly, I feel like he doesn't even want to actually wrestle. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't seem like he actually wants to get in the ring. Um, But again, I don't know. I just feel like if he's being a, a a pain in the ass about this and he's like trying to, you know, I don't know, like if he's being a diva, quote unquote, it's like, bro, you, you really, you, you came back and you haven't even fleshed out anything you're doing. And they keep saying, wait, wait, wait. But I mean, how much longer are we supposed to wait for Uncle Howdy to develop into something? Uncle Howdy sucks. Let's keep her buck. Uncle Howdy fucking sucks. It's it's 
It's a nothing angle. It's not going anywhere. It, it, when he first came out and he was as himself, you know, he had a cool new look with the leather jacket and the gloves and he came out and he spoke from the heart and he got the audience behind him. Everybody was happy to see him. It was cool. And then you had this Uncle Howdy thing and you had the QR codes and you had something there where, where you could have built an angle. And it's like all this time's passed. You got, you're teasing the Alexa Bliss return. You got QR codes everywhere in the background during background sketches and shit like that. <clears throat> and then you have Uncle Howdy coming out and doing the infamous and that goofy shit. And it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure what it is he's having an issue with, but I feel like the character has no direction. So I don't know what he wants. Again, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He might just have needed a break for something and he'll be back at WrestleMania and he'll have a fucking great match with, you know, Bobby. Who knows? I would like to see that. But again, it's just, I feel like that character is just almost dead. Like, honestly, like the Uncle Howdy thing is it's it does nothing for me. And I really don't care to see where it goes anymore. Like, I really don't. I really don't care. So, yeah, no, I uh, I definitely agree with you. Um, Sorry, I got cut out. I took my AirPods out because they were dying. And then for some reason, I don't know if it went on your end, but my screen just went black. Yeah. Sometimes that happens with my. Because mine are touch, and yeah. when you go to I, like they're always falling out. So when I go to adjust it, I tap it, and then it closes my fucking audio on my call or whatever. Yeah, and then after I make this quick statement, I'm probably gonna hop out and head back in. For some reason, you sound like a, a squeaky mouse, and it's probably my iPad, and it's just gonna bother me. But yeah, oh, no, I definitely. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree that. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know unless they do. Something crazy with Bray to get like not. I don't think fans are turning on him. I just think fans aren't as intrigued as they are with this as they have been with the other things, as we were saying. And it's like it needs to happen sooner rather than later, obviously, because we want that as fans. I just think it needs to, just because this return's been like lackluster. Now, granted, like him and LA Knight did good together on the mic and things like that, but. I don't think Bob doing a few, but Bobby is the one that's going to save it only because everyone like loves Bobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't see people turning on Bobby. Like I, the only people I really see cheering for Bray in this match, if it happens are like the true Bray friends. Like I love Bray, but man, I love Bobby. I'm cheering for Bobby over Bray. You know what I mean? Now, if Bray wins, whatever, maybe that's how Bobby gets written off until after the draft or some shit. I guess we'll just see how they go to it. But, um, yeah, the only thing I've liked about Bray since the um, Rumble is the muscle man. <laughs> the, the first few thing with Bobby, I don't know, the muscle man dance. I don't know. When he did that, like, in 2019, that, that got a pop out of me back then. Um, and it was funny because, like, yo, you referenced it. And you're trying to show off that you're Jack, which will keep Bray kind of a big dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, not like Bobby big. But, um, mm. yeah, I'm just going to back out real quick. I'll be right, right cool. back. So we'll get back to WWE later. So what we're going to do on this episode is we're going to go through a bunch of news stories here. Some have a little more meat to them. Some are just kind of things we want to go over. And <clears throat> Uh-oh. 
there goes my throat again. Uh, some things we want to go over, some things we kind of just want to put light on. So one of those things that I saw today was Anthem Sports, which is the owner of Impact Wrestling, went through a recent restructuring. Now, I have a bunch of names here. I'm going to bore you with the details, but it's pertinent to the situation. So Anthem Sports has done a restructuring of their uh, CEOs and their um, – whoa, I'm oh, sorry. They did a restructuring here. And um, so starting from the top here, we have Richard Schaefer being named the president of Anthem Sports Group, which, again, owns Impact Wrestling. Scott Demore, who is the quote-unquote face of Impact Wrestling on TV and in the back, has been promoted to president of Impact Wrestling, like legit president of Impact Wrestling. Uh, Lou D'Angeli joins Anthem as a vice president of marketing. And uh, Richard Schaefer, if you guys don't know, is the ex-CEO of Golden Boy Promotions, which is the um, De La Hoya conglomerate sports group thing. Um, so he was the ex-CEO of there. So now he's moving on into he's a big fan of combat sports and wrestling. So he's taking over. This is the man that's taking over basically the Anthem channel. Um, so what it says here is that Anthem will aggressively pursue additional acquisitions in combat sports and professional wrestling. Um, promotions are his background and will be leveraged to establish a boxing promotion platform. And Ed Nordholm, who's the former impact president is now the chief corporate officer of Anthem. So the reason I bring this up is because it's, it's, it's a good thing because Anthem, uh, has been through some tumultuous situations and, um, it's good for them to actually be able to kind of restructure themselves and now have a bigger stake, which, whoa, Nicholas is sideways, guys. Nicholas is sideways. I had, uh, I had, I had to switch to my phone. I apologize. You just no, were coming weird. in like, you saw me like this with your squeaky mouse. I think my iPad was just being wow. dumb. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it was that's really, terrible. you didn't sound like you at all. And I was like, I was getting kind of worried. Uh, I think if you turn your phone the other way, you'll get a, the full picture. But that's if it'll landscape for you. Because you might have your phone on. It yeah, might be locked on landscape or whatever. There you go. There go. You get your uh, bigger picture. You just got to adjust yourself. But again, guys, it's a good thing. More wrestling is good. Even though we're basically now getting wrestling six fucking days a week. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to pull out a Sunday show. And now we're just going to have wrestling seven days a week. And it's going to be wrestling everything. Eventually, there'll be a wrestling channel, and they'll just be wrestling playing 24 fucking 7. Uh, besides, obviously, what you can get on Peacock. But this is cool because I like I like it because Impact has been on a run lately. They got some great, great wrestlers on their roster. You know, Moose and Joe Hendry, Motor City Machine Guns. You got a bunch of guys on that roster, Dieter, um, and a lot of low-key dudes like in the X Division who don't get the shine that they should. So if this is going to mean bigger things for impact, more production, bigger venues, more TV time. Um, if someone like an M MLW ends up getting some TV time, cause they're talking about adding more wrestling like content. So and yeah. it's not just adding more impact shows. It's like getting another wrestling promotion on TV. So if they get a small thing like a XPW or, you know, one of these like, really intense these these intense like indies who have like a rabid fan base and they get them on tv it could be a big deal so um it's just good news all around for them uh i don't know if you had anything any kind of thoughts on this or whatever um it's not really like 
too much to discuss, but it's just like a cool thing that I saw in there that I thought we'd bring up. Yeah, no, I think it's dope because, like you said, at the end of the day, you always want to see a company do good, especially like an impact because they've been around for so long. They have such great talent, you know what I mean? So getting them on a bigger stage, maybe with people, not saying they don't take it serious, but you know what I mean? Something maybe a little more serious and stuff. I don't know. I think, I think it'd be perfect. Um, I missed some of what you were saying, obviously, for getting in, but yeah, like, shit, I'm all for it. But yeah, we, we're about to have wrestling. Uh, seven days a week because with some of these pay-per-views and please being on Sundays from time to time. Oh my God. Yeah. Sure. We, we, we really about to get there. Yeah. It'd be really cool if we could, uh, if we could like get away from Sunday pay-per-views all around and everybody just, everybody put your pay-per-views on Saturday and you just make sure you don't overlap each other. And that'd be fucking fantastic. Um, so kind of getting back into the, story stuff here that we have ruby soho was on a she was doing an interview with fightful and she was discussing the criticism of women getting busted open during matches um she had a pretty long statement here so i'm just gonna go ahead and read it and bore you guys to death with it and then we'll kind of talk about her her uh her take afterwards so after that match aired, the reaction to it was very interesting to me. At first, I didn't know how I felt about it. But as time went on, I realized that this is a conversation that needs to be had. Because if blood in general is not just your thing, I totally get it. I completely understand it, and that's okay. That's why wrestling is a beautiful melting pot of things, because there's something out there for everybody, said Ruby. If the fact that I'm a woman and I'm bleeding is the thing that bothers you, but you're cool with Mox and MJF or whoever else bleeding... But it's just because I'm doing it is that thing you have a problem with, then that's a different conversation. Because at the end of the day, all we want as women wrestlers is to be treated equally, to be treated the same, she continued. So to think that a very important conversation to be had, because that because there were arguments on both sides to me. And I feel like straying away from one thing that we are trying to get away from is the reason that there's is women's wrestling is to give you something to look at. That seemed like a very loaded sentence. I feel like it's straying away from the one thing that we are trying to get away from. Is that the reason? I think that's a typo that I copied, and that's why I'm reading it fucked up. Is that the reason that women's wrestling is to give you something to look at? Yeah, whoever wrote this wrote it fucked up. I didn't write this, guys, FYI, because it would have been much better. Uh, when in reality, obviously, if I'm covered in blood, I'm probably less attractive to most people. If that's your problem, then sorry to tell you, I'm just going to keep getting more unattractive. Because my lipstick's all over my face all the time. My hair looks like I got electrocuted constantly when I'm wrestling. And that's not what I'm out there to be attractive to you. So if that's what you're watching me for, then stop watching me. There are a lot of other colorful words that I could use. But at the end of the day, if you got a problem with it, don't watch it. This to me is another example of us being treated equally in the vein of wrestling. And women's wrestling is to be treated the same. To have the same expectation as the guys and to be able to do everything the guys are doing, including looking like Carrie. So... Um, I'm in agreement with her. Like, I, I feel like women get a, a, like a disappropriate amount of hate, especially in WWF and AEW. Like, bro, I just watched the GCW show, um, as I'm constantly trying to get into that promotion. I just watched a fucking intergender cage Death match. No, matter of fact, there was two matches. It was an intergender. They were both intergender matches. 
And it, one of them was a cage match with Alley Catch and some dude who I don't know. I'm sorry for all you GCW fucking nerds out there. I don't know who these, all these people are. I only know a couple of them. Dude, she pulled a knife on this guy. <laughs> like she was going to stab this guy. They were hitting each other with light tubes and fucking razor wire and throwing each other into the cage. She was bleeding. He was bleeding. Everybody was fucking bleeding. And on the same show, there was a death match, literally a death match with Masha Slamovich, who is signed to Impact Wrestling, who if I was Scott Demore, I'd be like, fuck you. You're never doing this shit again. She had a death match with another dude who I don't know. And, bro, this guy's busting light tubes over her face. Uh, she's jumping through glass tables. At the finish of the match was she, I think it was like a, almost like a, a 187, kind of like a muscle buster move. She would give okay. him through a plane of glass that didn't break. So he hit that shit hard and went down. And she almost looked like she hit the back of her fucking head on it when she went. I was like, bro, if I was a fucking, I was a promoter and you were in my company, you would not be able to do that shit. But. I don't disagree with their right for them to go do it if that's what they want to do. But, yeah. you know, you got to protect your investment too at the same time. But that's a different conversation than what I'm trying to have here. What I'm saying is that these GCW fans were fucking, bro. They were eating this shit up. <laughs> like, they were fucking all into these matches. And as much as I was kind of weirded out, because I'm not the biggest fan of intergender matches. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not. Look, I love wrestling. I just don't get it. I, I can't bring myself to like watching wrestling. Sometimes you have to have a suspension of disbelief. Like if you're watching, like, I don't know, Ray Mysterio versus the big show, you know, you're kind of like, okay, dude, like really you're, you're about to fucking beat the big show. And, and that's maybe that's not the best comparison I'm trying to make. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not trying to say one's weaker than the other, but it's just like, I can't, I don't like that shit. I just don't like it. It's not my thing. I don't hate it. I don't have anything against that. I'm not rallying that it shouldn't be happening. I just, I don't enjoy intergender matches. But, um, you know, if that's what they want to go do, that's fine. They can go do it. It's just that, again, going back to WCW and AEW fans, they, they seem to pick apart, like, anything that these women do, man. And it's, it's really getting fucking old. Like, let these people go out there and entertain you. They're putting their bodies on the line. If that's the story they want to tell, if the story involves blood, it involves blood. Like, you could go just like that. You can fucking turn that shit right off if you don't like it. The the the, the bitching on Twitter and the bullying people, look what they just did to fucking um, Riho. They bullied Riho off of fucking Twitter. Like, yeah. you guys have to fucking stop this shit. Like, you really got to fucking stop being incels. So if these women want to go out there and bleed, it's not your prerogative to, to fucking want to look like, like want them to look a certain way for you. They're not like your toys. They're out there doing a job and they're out there doing a show. So watch it or don't. Yeah, no, dude, I, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Um, and they have even done it like that. A crazy amount of times. They've done it more lately. I don't even think like, she bladed for that match. That shit just happened. Yeah. But I could say in AEW's tenure, they've maybe had like eight matches, if I had to guess, like a rough estimate of how many like that. Like like you said, dude, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. I'm with you with the whole, 
like death match with the women and stuff. Just not, just not me. I don't hate on it. It's just not my cup of tea, like you said. But yeah, like if Ruby Soho goes out there and there's this long feud, you know what I mean? Like where they're going right now with uh, the Outcast. That's what the the group's called, the trio. If they get into this big feud with say Hater and Brit and then someone else or whoever, maybe Sheeta or whoever, I don't know. Um, yeah. And they bleed in that match, like yo. Who cares? That's like tensions, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, people, to, like you said, people on Twitter just make everything a big deal, dude. That's what it all just boils yeah. down to at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Because if they were really getting that much backlash and that much shit for it, they wouldn't be doing it. As we said before online, these shows are pulling in a million, two million views. They They don't they don't care. Like, yeah, they want to cater everyone, but the IWC ain't as big as they fucking think they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Literally I mean? Literally the focal minority. Yeah, there's there's someone out there right now. There's two different types of people, probably. There are probably people who don't have Twitter, right? Who sit at home, see, and like, ah, I don't like it, but they probably still watch the show. And then it's that same person, or a different person, I mean, doesn't have Twitter, watches it. Oh, that's cool that the women are bleeding. Yeah. Then you got the people on the internet. How dare you ruin? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's just it, it's it, it's a shame that the like because honestly, I know in that match, I don't think she bladed. As far as I remember it, I think it was like an accident that she got busted open and she was fucking leaking. Yeah, and I think the same thing happened to the bunny. The bunny had a match. She got fucking completely busted open and she just went with it. Like, what's she supposed to do? Oh no, I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. bleed. Like, she started bleeding and she fucking went with it and she did the whole crimson mask thing and she was making faces and it's like, she's bleeding. It happens. It's, it's, it's a physical wrestling match. These women are going out there and trying to like go ham. You know what I'm saying? Shit happens. So for these people to like say they should stay pretty and not fucking bleed and it's like, y'all gotta fucking. Dude, some. Some of the best women's photos we've seen and as of late or in history have to deal with blood. Like, I think when Ty Conti, they had that one street fight. She yeah. had, like, a pretty badass photo in the blood. Then you can reference Becky Lynch when she was bleeding from the nose yeah. or whatever. And then, like, Ruby looked sick. The bunny, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying they should do it often because they look cool. You know what I mean? But it creates some iconic women memories, the blood. Did I ever tell you I got a cease and desist from WWE? Because um, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a T public store. I can't believe I never fucking told you this. It's, it's not a big deal, but I have a, um, I had a, I have the T public store. And before I like made all the podcast shirts, I took that picture of Becky Lynch, like the one where she's in the crowd, mm-hmm. um, with the, with the bloody face where she's kind of like standing like this with the SmackDown shirt, the blue SmackDown yeah, shirt. Yeah, like the arms out or whatever. Like what? And she's fucking bleeding. I took that picture and I made a shirt with it. <laughs> I put it on a shirt because I wanted it, bro. I wanted that picture on a fucking shirt. And I put it on uh, T Public. And I, I put it public. I meant to put it private just so that I could like create it, buy it, have them print it and send it to me. Uh, but I put it public. And I think I sold like two or three of them. And then I got like an email. I got a thing from T Public popped up. Like, not even like an email. It was like a pop up thing. It was like, uh, and they took it off. They completely removed it out of my store. Like, yeah, they just took, they didn't even tell me take it down. They just removed that shit. 
and it's yeah, a pop up popped up saying something like uh, uh, copyrighted content violation notice. Uh, we've removed one of your items from. It was super generic, but it was like a basically it was like a cease and desist thing that they sent me for having a copyrighted content. But um, yeah. 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 Again, I'm, just it's it's just fucking silly, man. I well, really, yeah, dude. And now that we're on that subject, really quick, her getting her face busted open and bleeding made her who she is today. Right. Yeah. With all you same people who praise the ground she walks on, because God knows most people do. Yeah. Doing this with these women from time to time might help them get to that next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty sure if you told Ruby Soho, hey. Every once in a while, you're going to bleed, but it's going to get you to another level. Are you down? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a, that's actually a really big moment in like, uh, definitely history. in WWE <laughs> women's history, but like even women's wrestling period, <clears throat> like that whole thing, Nia Jax punched the shit out of her. Like that punch was, that was <laughs> brutal, bro. She literally right crossed her right across the fucking nose and broke her nose. Yeah. And for her to just, take that pain and literally turn it into a whole persona. Like she turned that shit into the man, Becky Lynch. Like it was incredible. Like she got up, she played that shit off. She got into the crowd. Like what? Like that shit was, that shit was super dope, bro. It was super dope. Um, Keep it in line with the women here. It's heavily rumored that on this Wednesday, AW Dynamite in Canada. Okay. It's heavily, heavily rumored that there's going to be a special appearance by a woman wrestler to challenge Jade Cargill for this open challenge that she put out. A lot of people are saying that it's going to be Taya Valkyrie who's going to show up and challenge Jade Cargill. Now, she's finished up with Impact Wrestling because that's where she was signed to. It looks like her contract's up. She's done with them. And she's also has ties to MLW, which I believe she's going to be um, leaving there soon. So... Would you like to see Taya Valkyrie end the reign of Jade Cargill this Wednesday? Fuck, man. I want to say no because I do love Jade. But it's a hell of a way to debut someone, especially if they're no shit yeah. staying with the company. And I don't know who you have groomed. Unless they have someone they plan to groom between now and say like double or nothing in May. They have nobody, bro. Yeah, so I'm cool with it because it brings someone in hot, gets the title, and then it, in a fucked up way, could you say it protects Jade by losing yeah. her? Because there's surprise, no opponent, she has no opponent, idea. Surprise opponent, veteran opponent, won championships fucking in Japan and Mexico, and well, I don't think she won anything in WWE, but that's no. not really her fault. But she's a great fucking talent. She can take that belt, and they can continue to elevate that division and they can move Jade right on into like the heavyweight uh division move her right yeah, up into like the yeah, main guess, woman's roster yeah I guess I'm I'm definitely cool with it definitely cool yeah. with it but if Jade loses I mean wins like I'll be like whatever I like Jade yeah. so it's it's a yeah, little we, even I though mean, the rain's getting stale when you like someone you're you know what I mean you're not gonna be mad when they win yeah it's just like <laughs> it's time they they don't I don't I don't feel like they have any kind of idea what to do with jade at this point with this with this reign like i think they wanted to have statlander be the one to end it but statlander still a ways away from coming back and like she's really the only woman on that roster that i'd buy 
Like honestly, beating Jade, beating Jade. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And Taya Valkyrie is one of those where she's 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 in good shape. Like she's you can she's viable. She's a viable athlete. She can wrestle. She's dope. Yeah, um, definitely. So I wouldn't be mad at all if she showed up and then won. Like that would be she's gonna get a gigantic pop in Canada for sure. No, oh, um, yeah. and it will be a moment. It'll be a definite moment for AEW. And then, you know, have her have a run and move Jade on up, bro. It's time for Jade to go into the... I need to see Jade with that woman's championship. Not anytime soon, but you know it's going to happen. She has to have that fucking belt. She don't have to have a long run with it, but she has to be women's champion, bro. She's... Come on, bro. That's Jade Cardelia. She should be going after the, the main title. Yeah. No, no, I definitely, definitely agree. Intrigued to see what happens. Um... Yeah, I think they got to do something different with Jade. The streak thing was cool at first, but I think what really killed it for me was that when she was going for 50-0, and 0, they didn't make it a big deal, like at all. I think yeah. she won it on a random rampage. Yeah, it was uh, – I don't know, bro. They just – it's like they had an idea and it fizzled. And they're just continuing. Yeah. To, okay. Well, she's got the baddies, and she got another win. She got another win. Like once you got past fifty, it'll, like when you gonna go to a hundred now? She's gonna gonna win a hundred matches in a row. Like, come on, bro. He's the shit has to come to an end eventually. Even though yeah. I'm gonna take a fucking loss eventually, dude. <laughs> so let me ask you. So, kind of speaking with the women and in AEW while we're on it, Soraya said she wants women's tag titles. What are your thoughts? Nah, bro. Nah. That company already has too many titles, man. It's like it was cool when like they introduced the TBS title because I felt like they had enough women on that roster to kind of justify that having that second championships for your mid card and then your higher tier. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the fucking bro, and, and even I mean I don't want to count the ROH titles because let's separate that, even though they're still being shown every week on Dynamite. But it's like you got your heavyweight title, you got your fucking TNT title, you got your tag team titles, you got your trios titles, you got an All-Atlantic title. No, international. Yeah, now it's an international title. You get the FTW belt, which gets defended every once in a while. You know, women's title, TBS title, it's like they don't even really have women's tag teams. Like, they have to, you have to build that division first. And then have titles for it. Like, you can't just be like, hey, you and you team up. And, hey, you want to team up? Let's go out. Like, I don't like that shit. When I I like tag teams to have a fucking tag team name and tag team uniforms. Like, I like the bar. The old school shit. Like, yeah, bro, the fucking bar. Like, the street profits. They have outfits. They have a name. We are the street profits. We're not just, you know, Chad Gable and Otis. Even though Chad Gable and Otis are Alpha Academy, but... You know, don't just throw, start throwing people together just to make a division. It's just, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't know why, like, I'm usually down for it, but I'm not a fan of that idea, bro. Yeah. Too soon. Just too soon to do too much. Yeah, it's, you should build that division up first. Start building yeah. up some tag teams, start holding some tournaments, have more tag team matches on TV. It's hard enough for them to get women on TV as it is, bro. Yeah. And now you're going to add tag teams to the mix. It's like, I don't know how he'd be able to do it. So, I don't know, bro. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> big fan of the idea for some reason. Um, Speaking of tag teams, Dax Hardwood was on his FTR with Dax podcast. And he said when they introduced the pinnacle, 
that the original idea that he was pitching was that he wanted Britt Baker or Serena Deeb in the pinnacle. Um, he said, we really wanted Britt. There were talks of Britt being in the group, but Britt is a standalone star. No one needs to mess with her. She's great. The other one that I really wanted to talk to Tony Khan about and was pretty excited about the idea was Serena Deeb. Up until that point, she had been a baby face, and I think that she fits really well with what the pinnacle was, especially Cash and myself. Just an incredible wrestler who's considered a badass among the women. These are the two and closest probably with Serena Deeb. So this is one of those women who I sorely miss on television. I'm wearing her shirt today. Kind of a coincidence, but not really. Um, cause what I saw it in the, in the, I have a, whenever I do this show, like this is a little inside baseball, but whenever we do this show, I open up my, uh, drawer and it's just full of fucking wrestling shirts. It's just wrestling shirts everywhere. And I just fucking kind of, I don't know, I'll grab that one. Now, this one was on the bottom of the freaking pile. I haven't worn this shit in forever. And I knew we were talking about Dave on this episode, so I threw it on, but. Serena Deeb is one of those talents that I really miss seeing on TV. She's fucking awesome. She's, She's very, 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 very good. I'm very glad that Riho's back. She seems to be back on TV. I think she's having a match on Rampage this week. Um, but, dude, what a missed opportunity to have Serena Deeb in the pinnacle, bro. That would have been fucking dope. If she'd have been in that group, she could have. they could have done a million things with that. A million things with that. And Deeb has gone through some, like different character changes because she was kind of like a face for a little bit and then she went heel and then she became like the professor of women's wrestling gimmick which i enjoyed it all um and now she's just like off tv and i don't know what the fuck they're doing with her so um part of me bringing up this article was because i wanted to talk about serena deeb and say how much i miss her so she, she's the uh... She helps out backstage stone and stuff too, right? And I hope so. Talent, I, I think. I think that's what she does, right? I hope so. I hope that they're giving her something to do because she's the best woman's wrestler on the roster. Like, like she's yeah, she, the best. So I know I when I know. when I saw her in Thunder Rosa last year, I was like, I, oh, I, yeah, man, fucking a. Like when they wrestled for that, uh, they were wrestling for the. She beat she beat Thunder Rosa for the NWA. Um, women's championship, uh, when she, when they first, first started, when Thunder Rosa was like still in NWA, yeah. but wrestling on AEW and shit, they had that match. Um, and those were great. And of course, one of my fucking, one of my match of the year candidates a year or two ago was, uh, her and Riho at that, uh, mm. double or nothing on the pre-show. Fucking, I watched that match all the time. Matter of fact, I need to rewatch that soon because I haven't watched it in a while. Fantastic. I have to say this quick because you mentioned NWA. <laughs> I saw a tweet last night and it said at NWA, I don't know, one of their pay-per-views, I forget the name, but at NWA, blah, 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 Bray Wyatt versus Tyrus for the NWA World Champion. Wow. <laughs> I started dying. Well, here's one thing. I don't, I think I have a dude at my job who watches this show. Hey, man, y'all got to stop with this Tyrus shit. Stop calling me Tyrus, bro. I don't look oh. like Tyrus. I don't want to hear it. That, These motherfuckers keep calling me Tyrus, bro. The reason why they do that, though, and I know why, is obviously because I'm a big dude, number one. But I have a I have a black hat that I wear at work. It's a fitted. It's a black fitted hat. And I always wear it backwards. So mm-hmm. I have the chin strap beard, of course. And I wear my fucking hat backwards. So, of course, when I take my glasses off, they're like... Yo, Tyrus, Tyrus, Tyrus. It's like, yo, I don't want to hear that shit, bro. 
Don't fucking compare me to that fucking. That's that that's fucking that's true. Disrespect. I'm not trying to hear that shit, but uh, yeah, I'm over here saying don't call me Tyrus, and I'm saying it on this show, which is probably going to get me more fucking Tyrus. That's going to be your new. That's going to be your another new nickname on, on top Yay. of the Yeah. Um. So, keeping in line with AEW, one of the biggest things that happened last week when you were away was MJF throwing a drink on a young fan at the Revolution pay-per-view. There was a lot Loved Loved it. Okay. A lot of angry fucking people at MJF about that. One of those people was Jake the Snake Roberts, who was on Get This. He was on the Café de René podcast with René Dupree. I didn't know that existed until I saw this news article. Café de René. Can you not come up with a better name? I don't know. Uh, But that is definitely a podcast that exists. And Jake Roberts was on there, and he said, and I quote, Yeah, yeah, by far, MJF is the best talker. Anything when you do something to a fan is too much, though. MJF throwing a drink on this kid, it was too much. Here's the thing, guys. The fans are the ones that make you. Don't be like, hey, you fat fucking bitch, because there's no need for that. Number one, she probably is a fat bitch, and the kids besides her know her mama's fat, and she doesn't need to be reminded. Is she going to come back after that? I doubt it, because the kids are crying, the guy made fun of my mama, and I'm not fucking coming back to watch this bullshit. There's absolutely no need to attack the fans. Zero, none, zilch. MJF does have a problem with going too far. I think he just gets going and he just lets go and you can't let that go. You got to keep control of your shit. Now, I will say this. I thought it was fucking hilarious when he did it. Now, yeah. Some people were saying the kid was a plant. I don't think the kid was a plant. I mean, I really, again, this is one of those pro wrestling things where it's like, it's literally like gypsies. It's gypsies because you don't know what's real, what's fake. That's why for the most part, they call fans marks because they're working you and you don't even know it. So I don't know if the kid was a plant. I I took it as not because it was just such a random thing, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. He's a heel. This is the thing, guys. He's a fucking heel. He's trying. His character is he's the biggest scumbag ever. That's literally his character. He is a conceited scumbag. He literally says he's the devil. Calls himself the devil. Is just a total douchebag. The, the type of dude that when you were in high school, he thought he was the shit and you just wanted to fucking beat his ass. That's, that, that's what he's playing. A douchebag. So he's going to do shit like this. And you guys who like this, the reason I put this article up here is because I follow, I have a lot of friends on Twitter that I follow who like love wrestling. Like sometimes I think a little too much. And bro, it's like, you guys don't, they were like tweeting at, like, have you ever tweeted at an actual wrestler because you were mad at them? Like, have you ever done that? No. I've never done that. The only person I used to tweet at was like Liv Morgan. Yeah, but to like, just, just because like you might get, you know, attention. Okay. I, that I understand. But have you ever seen something on 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 television or something, and you're like, "Oh, fucking MJF! Never. Oh, Never. You fucking like, come on, bro! You are a mark. 
you're literally a mark. Like, you're being worked. Dude, the reason why I don't think it's that big of a deal, and it's to reference our good friend Carl, yeah, is because MJF, I think this is right before it. Like, AEW was in existence, but it wasn't on air yet. But it was like the summer of 19. He went to a show, and long story short, MJF threw like his gum at him. And Carl was like, oh, my God. Right? Like, we all thought it was hysterical. Yes, in the heat of the moment with the mom, the upset, the kid, whatever. But one of two things. For his friends that watch, yeah, they might bust his chops like his friends. But at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, like, but how was it? But think about it. That kid sticks with being a wrestling fan. Wrestling fan or not, even if he, like, goes to the point where he's over it. That's going to be a story he tells forever. You know what I mean? Like. And that's going to be in video packages. And that's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, and it's water. And it's so the main event. Somebody said it was vodka. <clears throat> I don't know. Nah, I wasn't there. How the fuck did they know? And why, why is this woman drinking a cup of vodka with a child that she has to drive home? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah, I just I think, thought I it was a drink. Think, yeah, dude. And it's just like. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? And MJF probably knew what he was doing in a way. Because think about it. There are so many kids that go to the shows, right? He easily could have done that with, like, anyone. Like, he, he probably knew what he was doing. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, luckily, luckily the mom didn't put hands on him. <laughs> like, shove my him favorite, or something. My favorite thing about this whole situation, besides watching some of these people that I follow have a meltdown, my favorite thing about the situation was the scrum. When one of the reporters asked him, they go, so, uh, MJF, uh, he's like, uh, this is whatever my name is from comicbook.com. And MJF is like, oh, yeah, comicbook.com. Wow, we got the big the big news outlets here. And he's like, he already busting balls. And the guy goes, yeah. So he goes, uh, there was a lot of hoopla about you throwing a drink on a young. He was like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. He's like, you had a lot of hoopla about you throwing this drink on this young man in the audience. Um, Tony, I just, what did you, what, MJF, what were you thinking at the situation? And Tony, what were you thinking at the situation? MJF goes, kid look thirsty. Next question. <laughs> yeah. And kid then, look thirsty. And next question. Come on, man. That's on great. top of it. It's not, it's not like they didn't take care of him. The mom and him went backstage. Oh, yeah. Just a photo going around of the young that man. That kid got caught. to go backstage. So, he got like, probably like 27 different shirts and belts and, they took pictures with everybody and got to tour backstage. Come on, bro. Dude, if I could Again, go tour backstage, and this is where I might, this is where I might sound like a mark, but fuck it. We all have our moments. If I got told, or if I knew, hey, someone's going to throw water at you and even squirt mustard on you after, but in, at the end, you're going to go backstage. I bet. All right. <laughs> yeah. Pour, pour a bucket of trash over my head, bro. Just let me get the the, yeah. the logo on camera, number one, and then we'll go backstage and I get to take a bunch of pictures, bro. If that's the way I get to dude, meet Abaddon, just... so be it. Dude, we know how it is. At the end of the day, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but the IWC just over fucking reacts to everything. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's just, it's just... Mm-hmm. again, these people who are like, like people. MJF brings this shit out of these people because I've noticed that some of my followers, like the 
I don't want to call them my followers because we mutually follow each other. Some of these people, when MJF does shit, they like, they go out of their mind. Like, uh, a few months ago when he referenced, um, he referenced, uh, having some kind of mental, fuck, I forget what it was, man. Before the car accident thing, he, uh, he mentioned something about having, like, uh, oh, a learning disability. He said something about, I was a kid. When I was a kid in high school, I had this learning disability and I was Jewish and yeah. they were kicking my ass. It was something along that line. Dude, the people who were fucking on Twitter screaming about how dare he use mental disabilities to, to further his character and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh my God, bro. But this guy can't say anything. Like he can't say anything. It's well, not like he was saying, it's not like he was calling someone, you know, the hard R word or, you know, making yeah. fun of people like Trump doing the fucking, you know, we don't talk about politics yeah. on that shit here, but it's not like he was doing anything like that. You know what I mean? He integrated into his storyline about himself and people were furious about that shit. And it's like, yo, you guys, man, like at the end of the day, it's wrestling, bro. He's trying to get that rise out of you. It's like I don't yeah. I don't know why they don't see it. And he certainly does it. He certainly does it. Yeah, dude. So getting a little bit more serious here. I have so this story bothered me and for a couple different reasons. So John Cena was being interviewed. It says here the Associated Press. So I don't know who it was, mm. Vanity Fair, or I don't know who the fuck was interviewing him. And they asked him about Vince McMahon's sexual misconduct allegations. And his statement was like, his statement was, no, I mean, everyone has the right to their perspective. I have the right to have mine. And when you love somebody, you take them as in perfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes. We all make poor decisions. Lord knows I've made my collection of poor choices, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to love somebody. There's no way I can go on record and say I don't love Vince McMahon. Now, this is my thing. Like these, why the fuck are you asking John Cena this? It's like, like you're trying to get him in trouble in a way. Exactly. Like you're trying to ask this guy a question. It's like, so John, what do you think about Vince's sexual misconduct allegations? Yeah. And like, it's like waiting for him to say some shit. So that like, like dude, I you can could cancel ask me. you, we can get you the fuck out of here, we can make you look like shit, we can you say the wrong word here, and we're gonna fucking totally throw this like dog. There's no fucking re- I, I get it. John Cena comes from WWE. Him and Vince McMahon's are very close. That's fine. I understand that. But like things like this, it they really fucking bother me. Because it's like you're literally asking him this question, you don't give a fuck. You're just trying to get any kind of angle where you can trying to get, get a news article heading. Yeah, you want and the headline. Like he's got so much. He's got so much going on too. He's back in WWE, right? Made how, how he's made his re, his return in his home area, and then he's killing it in the movie scene, right? Because they have the he's in, he's in the new Fast and Furious again, right? Yeah. And then yeah. he's got a couple other things coming out, I believe, soon, right? I'm sure. I'm sure he's, he's but in, not, like, in the not wacky, DC. But he's in not. the DC universe thing, so I'm sure he'll be popping back up in DC at some point. Like he's Off got topic, a bunch of shit going on. Did they renew? 
did they renew season two of uh, Peacemaker? I don't know. I don't know. I actually haven't watched yeah, season it was, one. Yeah, because it was very successful. Yeah. So I hope they did. But you know what I mean? He's got so much going on, and that's what you ask him. Yeah, man. It's just gross. Like, again, Vince McMahon has a bunch of allegations against him. I'm not, again, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I was not on the plane. I was not in the limo. I wasn't yeah. backstage. I don't know. All I know is is what's reported. You know what I mean? So if he's not in jail for the shit, then it's innocent until proven guilty. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So you ask me what I think about Vince McMahon. It's just like, why are you fucking asking me this? Yeah. And then if John Cena's fucked either way, because he can't be like, I'm not, no comment. Because then it's like, oh, no comment. Why? No comment, yeah. John. Why? No comment. Like, huh? Why? No comment, buddy. It's just like, he's fucked either way, dude. So he like yeah. literally answered this the best way he could. He led with love, which, you know, I don't see any other way you could have answered this question because he's not going to shit on Vince because he's going to WrestleMania. Yeah. So I think the answer itself was fine. Uh, some people were obviously on our favorite social media platform. Uh, we're all up in John's shit because they're like, oh, well, nice safe answer, John. They're like, but what the fuck do you want him to say? What do you want him people to say? People are just, people are just stupid. Yeah, they're pieces of shit, literally. <laughs> like, I love wrestling, but I hate wrestling fans. That, I'm just, yeah, gonna, that's going to be my new thing. That's another shirt. I got to start writing these shirt ideas now. I love wrestling. Love wrestling, wrestling, hate wrestling fans because they suck for the most part. Look at this. Uh, did you, oh, you saw the Nick, uh, Liv Morgan at the fucking Nick game with homeboy. Yeah, looking fine. What, up, hey, what about when she was not apparently ignoring that one guy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She's sitting at the game and this dude's talking. She's like at courtside and she's like, oh, look, you see her face. And she's like, oh, my God, like, Nick, leave me alone, bro. And this dude's just, I, I want to know who that dude is. And I want to know what the fuck he was talking about. Like, what the fuck oh. was he talking about? That's she, a badass photo she took too with the Knicks jersey. Oh yeah, that's my. That is my. Where's my phone? That is my phone wallpaper, right there. Because she's probably. I don't know her how she is with sports, but she actually. Well, she, yeah, she might be a no shit Knicks fan. I know she's a was yeah. alive for the New Jersey Nets, so maybe yeah. she likes them. But I think she's a Knicks fan because she's she's all about it. But shot first of all, shout out to her because this girl, this is the second time that I've seen her in a very uncomfortable position and she handled it like a fucking professional. The first mm -hmm. one was the airport thing where these fucking yeah. idiots were pushing all this shit in her face at like 6 you in the morning. Tell, you, could tell. you could tell that she was very fucking annoyed but she stopped and she signed the shit. She didn't have to do that shit. Because those dudes were following her like everywhere, and they're collectors, and they're doing it to resell the shit. They're not little kids. Yeah. So she actually stopped. She didn't have to do that. She signed your shit, and she she gave you what you wanted. And now she's here at this game trying to enjoy the game, and this dude is <laughs> fucking trying to talk her ear off. Which I can't say I blame the guy for shooting his shot, but my <laughs> God, read the room, bro. If you see that look on her face, you should be like, all right, you know what? Let me. We'll watch the game because and that's a and that's a this. girl who historically always looks happy. Yeah, so for real. So when yeah, you see, I mean, that's she has. <laughs> she's very. Uh, 
her face is like it's super she's energetic how she's feeling like yeah. it's very very you can tell so dude when i saw that video i felt immediately grossed out because i was like oh my god look at her face bro she's not happy like she was squirming in her chair she but was I literally guess so. like she it, was it like, came out who it was he's someone who works for wwe oh really yeah it did come out um Oh no shit! She said I thought he's it was a nice some guy. Dude. She said I was just trying to watch the game. I think uh, it was someone like one of, of the content people, nice. probably to be there for photos. But still, regardless, read the room, bro. <laughs> yeah, of course she's gonna say something nice. She's of course, dude. I, that woman, she's like a saint. Uh, so yeah, dude. Uh, we went from Cena to Liv Morgan, but again, at the I'm end of the day, I'm never gonna dude, be mad at that transition. Yeah, for real. Leave these people alone, bro. Um, she's not going to be on Mania. Low key upset. Yeah, I'm wondering what they're going to do with her because they don't really seem to be. I haven't really. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched SmackDown in like three weeks. Really, I just yeah, I'm no, ending not. up catching the. It seems to me like the first five minutes of SmackDown and the last ten minutes of SmackDown is what it's you need to you be need. watching, and I can catch that on YouTube. So. It um, seems like because I I think Triple H is doing away with those like Andre the Giant and women's battle royals. I think he's yeah. getting away from that. So as well he should. Yeah, he should. As um, well he should cut down on those match that number of matches, bro. Please, too many, too much. Yeah, because I guess real quick, what are we at? You're at Roman and Cody, the Intercontinental match. We don't know who it is yet, but then Brock and Bob, uh, Brock and almost. We'll say Bobby and Bray, just to say it. Right. Edge and Finn, the two women's title matches, the women's six, uh, whatever person match. The tag team match that hasn't been established yet. Yeah, tag team match hasn't been established yet. Um, there's one more that hasn't been. Oh, um, Cena and in, Theory is, in, is um, 10. Cena oh, and Theory. And Ed already, right? Cena and Theory. Yep. yep. Then, uh, Logan they said Paul that LA that. Knight's going to do something. I think LA Knight honestly is going to, Come out and start talking shit, some Hollywood shit, and I think Stone Cold is gonna come out. Yeah, I think doing. we're gonna get something like that. So he might have something. Because look where there. Kevin Owens went from there. Not yeah. that Kevin's Owens, Kevin Owens was a big star already, but yeah, right. they're at like eleven or twelve. So you're probably looking at like six, six matches each night. That's not bad though. That's not bad at all. No, probably what three, maybe three hours each show. Yeah, that's not. You got to think, Brock and Brock and uh, almost. That's not gonna last long. Ten minutes. Yeah, that's not lasting long. The Hell in a Cell match is probably gonna take like half an hour total with the entrances and everything and the ending and whatever. That's probably half an hour. The main event will probably probably take at least an hour because a Roman's fifty-minute entrance. I would say like thirty-five, maybe forty minutes for the main event. Yeah. So yeah, three hours seems about right. You got the tag team matches too. It'll probably be a good twenty minutes. Women's matches 20, 25 minutes or so, depending, you know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be Rhea and Charlotte. I think that match will probably do. It's going to be a good. They're going to I go. think that's going to go longer than Asuka and Bianca. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan and Seth, I bet you get some time. Oh, yeah. 20 yeah. minutes. So, yeah. Three hours sounds three hours sounds reasonable, man. I think it's a good. That's not bad each call. night, especially. I like that. Yeah, because is it starting at 7 or 8 on the East Coast? I haven't looked. At 7 is the pre-show, and then 8 o'clock is the actual start time. Which Mania is the only show. Mania is the only show I watch to the pre-show. Like, actually, like, like it's always on. I have, like, even with, like, AEW, yeah, yeah. I watch. 
Yeah. Well, now, now with that trash ass fucking pre-show AEW is doing, bro, I'm not gonna be watching that shit. Oh yeah, how was the pre-show for Revolution? And that shit was trash. That shit was doodoo, son. They had they yeah. tried to copy. They literally copied the WWE pre-show shit. They had Renee. Oops. They had Renee like the whole time there with a mic in her hand, and then she's like, "Oh." Uh, let's go to Lexi Nair, who's talking to whoever, and then somebody mm. comes out says some goofy shit. Then they had this RJ City guy who he does the Hey EW podcast. Yeah, he's like super animated and like quirky and shit. And he was back there doing skits with wrestlers and shit. It's just like mm. watching the WWE shit, where like street profits come out and they talk shit with Booker T yeah. and whoever. It's like. You guys are, what happened? This used to be a fucking cool thing. Like, you used to have three matches on here. I want to see the matches. Like, where's Eddie Kingston? Where's fucking, <laughs> like, where are the guys who I like to see on the pre-show? Where's Hook? Like, these yeah. are the pre-show guys. Get, 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 let's go. Like, I don't want to fucking listen to this bullshit for an hour, bro. That shit yeah. was doo-doo, son. Not a big fan. Uh, speaking of doo-doo, as far as, uh, news goes, Big E spoke with TMZ, and he's quoted as saying he's good with whatever the doctors say regarding his neck and his wrestling future. I just want to make the best decision. I have yet to see what my scans say, talk to my doctors, and go from there. Right now, before I know anything, I'm not going to make any rush to judgments. I'm just going to see how everything looks. No anxiety. Everything, everything is in permanent. Again, another typo. If it comes to an end, cool. If it doesn't, cool. What will be, will be. I'm good with whatever. Life will always give you twists and turns that you don't mm-hmm. anticipate. It's about doing the best you can with what you got. Life is a gift. If you're here, if you're walking, if you're healthy, if you have your friends and family, you're blessed. Focus on what you do have and focus on what you do have and not what you don't have. So first of all, Biggie is just the absolute fucking greatest dude. Like Biggie's the greatest dude, man. I hope and pray that he is happy and healthy and able to do whatever it is he wants to do. Um, so as far as him, I bring this up because, of course, the trolls went after Rich Holland when this happened. Oh, they he was getting like death threats and shit. I heard. Death threats, calling him all kinds of slurs and this and that, and this is your fault. And it's like, again... Again, with these fucking wrestling fans, you guys, man, you guys need to get a life. You really do. Xavier Woods stood up for Ridge Holland. Yes, he did as well. He should have, but he shouldn't hey, even have I, to do that shit. I agree with what Big E said, though. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, my man had a Hall of Fame career, right? And bef- and gosh forbid, because obviously we want him back. I know you and I do. I can speak yeah. on. I can probably speak on every wrestling fan that they want him back, but. The one thing I'll say is if, if God forbid he's done is at least my man got to hold the title. Yeah. Yeah. He got a championship run. Thank God. Yeah. Championship run. Yeah, man. All the best to Big E, bro. I just hope that, uh, he's able to be good, man, with whatever it is that he wants to do. Yeah. Um, one little quick thing here. I, I saw this today, like literally when I was on my lunch break, shout out to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair has mm. set the record for the longest reigning black champion in WWE history with th- at 344 days, bro. Before Bianca, it was MVP. Um, when he was United States champion, he had State the longest champion, yeah. reign. 
So she dethrones MVP, longest reigning black champion in WWE history. That is a fact that cannot be taken away from her. Bianca Belair, congratulations. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Fucking awesome. It's fucking incredible, dude. It's awesome. Because if she makes it, what she obviously is. I think someone said, I think depending on the night, if she does lose at Mania, it's like 363 or 364, pretty much a whole calendar year. Whole Which year I would, I'm, I honestly, like as much as Asuka's on a roll, and I love Asuka, I'd be yeah, she should retain. winning. Yeah, I would not she be surprised retain. if she retains. If it was a, if it was like an up and comer or somebody like that, or even like Rhea, then I could understand them doing the title switch. But Asuka's already, what, she's a two-time, three-time women's champion? Like, what the fuck? She doesn't need that belt, bro. She doesn't need it. Yeah. She doesn't need to be Bianca. She doesn't. So I, I'm cool with her sticking with it. Yeah, but finally, on, Either way, I'm cool with it. Yeah, man. As long as it's a good match. But finally, as we wrap up here on our uh, episode 137, we said wrestling is trying to take over our televisions. And it's been reported that AEW and WB executives are working on a new show for AEW. Not a reality show, not a clip show, another wrestling show on TV. And uh, the time slot that they want to put it on is Saturdays at 6.05 p.m., which is the old, I think, WCW show. Used WCW to show, yeah. <clears throat> it was a WCW show. I don't remember what it was called. But it used to air at that time. That's like a historic time slot. So, um, Matt Man's Andrew Zarian claims that Warner Brothers Discovery is willing to give them the third TV show. They're very happy with their ratings and, you know, everything that they're doing. So they want to give them a third show. Um, it's not confirmed, but it looks like we might be getting a Saturday night wrestling show. <laughs> what do you think about watching wrestling on Saturday night, Nick? I promise you I probably won't watch it unless something yeah. huge is advertised. And it's I, not because I don't like to – but come on, man. Like, you know what I, I mean? Like, How are you going to explain to your wife, okay, babe, now nah, Saturday night at 6, I, I got to watch AEW, you know, Comanche or whatever the fuck they're going to call this show. It's like, okay, really? On Saturday? Really? You get- <laughs> Six yeah. days a week we gotta watch wrestling. Nah, I don't know any any nah. woman who who's not a wrestling fan who's gonna be into that, dude. Sorry. Nah, no one, no one's gonna be into that. So yeah, uh, good for them that they're yeah, getting the spotlight from their from them. Like that's for real awesome. Like good for AEW, but you know what I mean. Like I barely watch wrestling on Friday nights in general as it is. Bro, I've 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 stopped watching Raw. I told you already my SmackDown plan: five minutes, fifteen minutes. And it, it, as far as everything else goes, like I'm, I'm basically done. I watch, I watch Dynamite on Wednesdays. I try to watch Rampage because usually I'm up on Fridays if I'm not freaking running, uh, shipment 24 seven on Call of Duty. I watch Rampage, but other than that, bro, I, I, listen, we can't do six days or a week of wrestling. I can't do it. Uh, it's, it's too much. Not, I don't know how you guys are able to watch it all. Because there's some people out there who watch every single thing. And, dude, I, I, can't be me, bro. Couldn't be me. So, ladies, gentlemen, we are coming up to the end of the show. I am going to attempt to wrap this up. And I'm going to hope magically in some way. Because if you're listening to the audio, Nick has stepped away. If you're watching the video, 
you can see that he stepped away. But we have come to the end of the show. We thank you guys so much for joining us. There he is. And uh, we thank you guys for joining us. We are very happy to do the show for you. We thank you guys so much for the likes, the follows, the, the, the sharing of the links. If you guys could just follow on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so that you know when we drop new content. That would be fantastic. And uh, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll let Nick say goodbye and take us out of here. Yeah, um, I don't know what you plugged, so I'm going to do it again. But yeah, you can follow my name on Twitter and Instagram. But most importantly, follow the show. Follow the show. Instagram at Wrestling Is Trash. At Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash. But most importantly, on the YouTube, where you guys have been giving love, giving nicknames, and all that. At, so on YouTube at Wrestling Is Trash, like, subscribe. Definitely that subscribe button. Like, subscribe, comment, all of it. The whole nine. Share everything. Um, we thank you, as always, as we said, um, for being here with us. Another fun-filled week of wrestling, and it's just we're getting to that time of year where it's going to start picking up. we got Mania coming up after that, Double or Nothing. Then after that, like SummerSlam. Then after that, All Out. So it's just about to get crazier and crazier, and we hope you guys join us along for the ride. Absolutely. WrestleMania brought to you by Mustache Vince. Mustache Man. Mustache Vince. So for me, Nick, and Mustache Vince, we bid you adieu. Happy wrestling, guys. We'll see you next time.